Well, welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Right Down the Street. I'm Brian Barnett, the mayor of the city of Rochester Hills, and as always, your host for this podcast. We are so grateful for our regular listeners tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, as you know, if you've listened before, Right Down the Street is a podcast celebrating the stories, the perspectives, the backgrounds, and the impact of the people living and working in and around our amazing community. And as you know, if you know anything about our community, we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. It is a really exciting time to be in the city. Uh, really, nobody does Christmas better than the greater Rochester community. Uh, we're going to talk about that today with one of the people who is most responsible for the way we celebrate in this region, for the Christmas magic that we have. As you know, one of the spectacular draws to our community uh, is the big bright light show. You know it, you love it, you purposely drive through town to see it. I know I do, and our friends in the neighboring city of Rochester. And I'm thrilled today to have Christy Trevaro, the executive director of the Downtown Development Authority the woman behind everything that happens downtown joining us today. Welcome, Christy. I feel like that was such a buildup. Well, I, I hope I don't disappoint. Well, listen, that's on you. <laughs> that is really on you. I've done my part. Now it's all on you. No, we are excited. One of the cool things is that you and I have worked together um, for a long time. Um, you might be one of the only people here uh, <laughs> as long as I have been in the community. Mm -hmm. I think that makes us winners. Maybe it's just me. I'm not sure. I say yes. You know how like Saturday Night has like the five timers club? I think it's just yes. you and I. We're in our own little club. We need robes. Uh, totally. We need robes. Let's mm -hmm. get let's get on that. Looking at the production team to get robes. Mm -hmm. Christy, you have led the uh, Downtown Development Authority, the DDA, in the city of Rochester for the last 18 years. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, in case someone doesn't know what the DDA is or does or what your quick job description is, mm -hmm. uh, besides bringing Christmas magic, uh, Tell us, what, what does a DDA director do? Pretty much everything, but it's nothing that you'd really realize that somebody does. So we're people responsible for every light pole, every flower planted, every business recruited, every business kept, every event you see downtown. We're the people that we like to be behind the scenes, and you just see the magic happening there. We're part of National Main Street, so we subscribe to a volunteer-based system. So we only have three people that are actually hired by the DDA. But other than that, everything else that we do is successful because of our volunteers. Small but mighty team. You have yes. uh, been here in Rochester for a long time. You live local. Um, <laughs> why? Why Rochester? Why not bounce around, see other places? You love what you've created here. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you stay so long? Like <laughs> because they put up with my crazy, which is fantastic. <laughs> that is a rare find. But there's just something. We moved to the area, moved to Rochester Hills in 1983, my family and I. And, you know, Adams alum, OU, the whole thing. But there's just something about this community that gets in your soul. And that's how I, I feel about what I do. Before I came here, I was in advertising. I did some special events. It was a job, probably on my way to a career. But I guess I didn't realize it until I got here that I, what I was looking for was my calling. Hmm. And that's why I stay here. So I people offer me positions all the time. My personal favorite is, hey, wouldn't you love to go somewhere and start over? No, I'm good. Thanks <laughs> for asking. But I love being able to build on what we've done and that foundation that we've laid. And we're able to do a lot of different things I wouldn't be able to do anywhere else. And this is where my heart is. I couldn't do this for anybody else. So how many years has the Big Bright? Is this the 18th year, if I write on there? It or? is the 18th year. 18th year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which uniquely coincides, I believe, <laughs> with you taking over the DBA. Am I it, right? It does. Yes. Not a coincidence. 
coincidence. So you are kind of the, as I said, I mean, of course, everybody knows. Maybe first of all, you should describe it. If you haven't been to to this community and you're listening in Oceana, we know there are two of you. <laughs> two of you. Um, what is the Big Bright Light Show? So picture buildings of a city that you know basically painted in lights. We have lights every four inches draped from top to bottom of our buildings. And we have 1.5 million of them. So as you're going along, you see five blocks of them. It's pretty darn spectacular. How do you know you have 1.5 million? That's what they tell me. I didn't count recently, but that's probably next year. We do that on even years. (laughs) Sounds like a job for an intern. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Um, So tell me, I mean, obviously I know it. it, it, Literally, this is not an exaggeration. I will drive out of my way mm-hmm. to drive downtown always with Christmas music on because it just does something to your your mental state. Um, it's hard not to just be in a better mood. Um, but what have been some of the tangible benefits of the of the big bright light show to the businesses downtown? Sure. So I remember the very first year that we did the lights and it was expe- $167,000 that very first year. So I had to show exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What was our return on investment? So I went door to door, didn't just send out an online survey, went door to door to ask people, could you tell me during the light show, would you say that your business increased, decreased or stayed the same? And as I went along, First store I went to increased. Okay, how much? And people would tell me anything, you know, 20, 30%. Went into, you may recall, Tower Pizza. Went into Tower Pizza, talked to Jerry, said, What would you say that your increase, decrease? Said, Oh, definitely increase. I said, What's the increase? Like 80? I'm like, 80 what? It's like 80%. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. So after we got everything together, first year out of the gate, average 29% increase in business. As we track it year over year, my businesses do anywhere from 30 to 40% of their year during the days the show's a glow. And the show's only a glow about six weeks. So that's a very powerful statement. So from that, I think that was an intended benefit because I've always said it's about economic development, even though they are pretty Christmas lights, there's more behind them. But then we started finding that Rochester, it put us on the map that for other businesses, I was getting calls saying, hey, I'm in Ferndale, I'm in Royal Oak. I never thought of Rochester for second location, but I saw your lights, I saw this, and it made me think about you. And I think that then started contributing to us restructuring our whole economy downtown around lights, good, bad, or indifferent. You can't talk about our economy without talking about the lights. Mm, yeah. Tell us, you said there's 1.5 million lights. I love mm-hmm. the stats. Kind of like we got the, we got the person behind the scenes telling us all the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to put them up? About six weeks. Depends on the weather. It's been really mild this year, but we've had some years that we've had, you know, it's Michigan. We could have snow and ice in October. Slows us down a little bit, but about six to seven weeks door to door. And if I had to pick up the, the, the bill for the electricity mm-hmm. at the end of the six weeks, mm-hmm. what would I be paying? What do you think you'd be paying? I think I know this. I think it's remarkably low. It, it They are LED. We were the first show to use commercial grade LED back that 18 years ago. If I didn't know, right, mm-hmm. if I was playing along with this and didn't know, mm-hmm. and I would take my home lighting bill and think of what the X would be yes. to my home lighting bill, I would assume yes. that it would be you know, thirty thousand dollars to mm-hmm. to light the show, or forty thousand dollars. That's what my estimation would be. Yeah, I know a little bit of information, but those don't. What is that number? We're around three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it. Yeah, because when we looked at the show, because as you and I have talked before, I got the idea it was inspired by something I saw at Disney. Wait, what? What Disney? Are you a We're Disney fan? Crazy, right? <laughs> so I think that's the only reason I got asked here, but I'm good with it. <laughs> um, but when we looked at there, they had incandescent lights, and so when I brought the idea back and I started shopping around, people would tell me I can do with incandescent. Obviously, it's going to be a lot less expensive to buy the lights, but you can't plug this thing in. You will blow the grid. (laughs) So we had to go a different way. So 3,000 bucks is what works out to, what, 
10 bucks a night or something. Pretty much. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty reasonable. It's pretty reasonable. It's pretty reasonable. And of course, in the theme of one of our shared favorite places, mm-hmm. yes. Disney, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't do anything uh, without a bit of a party, a bit of a some pomp and circumstance, a big gathering, a celebration of people. And you do it through Lanyap. This year was special. It was the 50th uh, mm-hmm. anniversary of Lanyap. Yeah. Um, tell us about that night because the pictures are incredible and if you haven't seen it you should uh, jump on uh, your facebook page mm-hmm. and and see uh what that night looked like but tell us about lanyap and turning on the lights this year why that was so special sure so lanyap for anyone who doesn't know it's a creole word it means a little something extra so this predates the lights this was the night that we would invite people to come downtown rochester to shop kick off at the shopping season and businesses used to offer a lanyap or a little something extra as a thank you for being a customer so we've kept that tradition added the light which amplified it. And every year, people are always asking, why can't you close Main Street? Because there's so many darn people downtown. And the answer has always been, we're a state highway. Main Street, as it comes through, is owned by MDOT. And so we don't have a lot of say over it. We've asked. They say it's inconvenient for motorists. So we've never been able to do it. So I was actually in Disney, and I got a call from our city manager, Nick Banday. He says, hey, when you get back Monday, you need to call MDOT. There's been a changing of the guard of the people that approve our permits, and we think somebody will let us close the road. So literally... A week before we were making changes because we saw this opportunity. So um, we were able to close Main Street. And then we also had a couple people step forward and say, hey, it's 50th. What else can we do to make it special? And suddenly fireworks came into play. So big fan. (laughs) I know you are. So here we are, 18 years in the making of Big Bright, 50 years of Lanyap. And we're up on the stage, and one of the people, the only person that was still there with me on the very first night was Dave Llewellyn from Channel 7. He's still emceeing with us. And so we're both standing up on the stage and seeing the sea of humanity. We're like, wow. Because both of us feel that very first night 18 years ago was the magic night. But Lanyap this year blew it away because you looked out, you couldn't see anybody. And then when the lights went on and the music's always the most wonderful time of the year, Andy Williams version, only the Andy Williams version, only version. That is the correct answer. Yes, that goes. And then the lights go. I kind of wove my way into the crowd to get all the photos. Everyone was just the smiles. Yeah. It was amazing. There wasn't anybody unhappy. People were so excited. And when I see that, I'm getting chills right now. That's why I do what I do. It's those memory-making moments that we are able to deliver downtown. I think that's why people keep coming back because we make it something that they want to remember. Yeah. You know, I, I, I completely agree. We have a, a smaller version, but one we're proud of at the, uh, the the Light the Village event. And I always try to sneak into the middle of the crowd. It's hard not to look up at the fireworks because I'm a huge fireworks fan. But I try to just look at the faces of mm-hmm. the people. And it's kids on the backs of their parents and Mm -hmm. holding hands and it's just that's that creating a memory creating a a place a sense of place and Mm -hmm. you know how many kids especially are going to remember going to see the lights turned on downtown Mm -hmm. just like our parents remember going to see the displays in in hudson's building and down i mean down detroit this is that Mm -hmm. this is that that uh, holiday connection and celebration that you're uh, that you're really creating that's that's the fun part about our job right yeah Absolutely. Uh, well, again, uh, my name is Brian Barnett, the mayor of the city of Rochester Hills, talking with Christy uh, Trevorrow, the executive director of the Rochester DDA and the mastermind behind a lot more. <laughs> but so far, we've just focused on the Rochester's big, bright light show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just quickly, because mm. I'm always proud about how many things our community has in general. So widening the lens, of course, we've got the mm-hmm. Christmas Carol on our book. 
uh, theater. We've got uh, the Wonder Lights at Meadowbrook Hall. We've got the mm -hmm. lights in uh, Innovation Hills that we've started now. We've got mm -hmm. the lights. Have you seen those, by the way? I've only seen them online. I haven't like, been able to I get there. I go to there. your light show, dog. I know. It. I'm sorry. I'm at my light show every night. <laughs> Innovation Hills. We've got the lights at the Auburn Road Corridor. We've got the light fight. We've got so many things going on with lights mm -hmm. and other events. Christmas, old-fashioned Christmas at the museum. But you have a ton of events that you've had going on through this calendar season. Mm -hmm. uh, how many events do you put on just in the maybe month of uh, you know, November, December? Not including Big Bright Light Show, Plaid Friday, Small Business Saturday, Chris Kringle Market, Caroling in the City, and Pancakes and PJs. Yep, I think that's everything. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Each one of those uh, with a budget, a team, an execution plan, and, and all the like. And that's, mm -hmm. again, when you think about why people are attracted to our community, there are a lot of great downtowns, mm -hmm. um, but ours is really special because of the uh, the way that you've uh, you've created. Now, speaking about downtowns, uh, shifting gears for just a little bit, you know, obviously one of the big concerns, we're in the holiday season, there's lots of shopping going on, and, you know, people are kind of focused on it. But one of the sort of giant undercurrents in America in the last, you know, five years specifically has been the move, of course, for more people shopping online, Unless people are going to brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that in in you know in downtown Rochester from your vantage point? What are businesses doing to combat that if they are successfully combating that? Uh, and where do you think things are going to continue to go? Mm -hmm. I, I think for us, we started to get ahead of the curve. We didn't even realize it when COVID hit. Because then, as you know, businesses were forced to look to online. Because if they hadn't been doing it before, they had to get going on it now because we didn't know how long that was going to last. So I think that kind of put us ahead of the people that now you see the trends, like you said, that people are doing the online shopping, not going to brick and mortar. But we had already hooked our people. People during COVID, I can't say it enough, it just made people say, wow, I, I want this. I love this. When this when I'm able to go back out again, this is where I want to be. This is my place. And I want to make sure it stays this way. So we've had for the last 15 years, a 97% occupancy rate. That's unheard of. When spots come open, they're filling immediately and they're all independent businesses. And those businesses, they're connecting with their people. They're doing in-store events. They're doing online. They're doing all the things, but people are coming down for a different experience. They want that smaller experience. And we've seen that the last couple of years, we're not seeing a decrease. We actually got a call, um, National Main Street sent the Wall Street Journal to us because they were looking for a town that's bucking the trends. Mm supporting independent businesses, bucking the trend of online shopping, and they said, call Christy. So they are coming to see what we're doing because it's not the trend, but for us, it's our normal. Yeah, that's great. What do you think it's, I mean, I've asked you a little bit about how you think, you know, maybe the, this this trend of, of more online shopping is going to go. But, but when you look at downtown Rochester, two questions. One, what would be your vision five years from now, mm -hmm. you know, that it looks like? And, and if it is missing anything, what, what is the one type of store? Maybe there's a brand name. Maybe there's not a brand name. Maybe it's a kind of idea. What is downtown Rochester missing? I can tell you exactly what we're missing. And our community has been asking for it, and we're on the path to get it. When our forefathers built downtown Rochester, God love them, they built this beautiful park along the creek. I don't have a place for people to gather. When you come downtown, if you see any events that we do, I have to close a street. I have to close a parking lot. We can do it up on the sidewalk. It's weird, but it, we make it work. But everybody's been asking us for a place. And so we are on the path right now, and I'm hoping five years from now, I'm hoping two years from now, it's going to be built. We're calling it the front porch. It's 
the the physical manifestation of a whole philosophy about going back to a time when people would walk down the street and you'd see them and call them up and they'd be on your front porch and you talk about what's happening and what's going on and being connected. Over the years, housing, people built decks, they built patios, all those big things, but they went into their own backyards. They aren't on the street. And you know, downtown for us, the number one request when people are building new houses, they want a porch because they want that connection. So we're trying to real, take that whole concept and bring it into downtown. And so I'm really hoping that us being able to build that would be something that the community would want, get behind and give them more reasons to continue to support downtown. Birmingham, Holly, mm-hmm. um, Farmington, mm-hmm. there's lots of downtowns um, mm-hmm. and all of them have unique things that kind of make them special. What makes ours special? Well, I have personal reasons because I think it's special. Of course, to me, it's this the best downtown ever. Um, but I think what we've always stayed, we've stayed true to who we are. We've always gone for the independent business. There's other towns, any of that you noted, that they still have a chain here or there. Ours has always been about independent businesses. I love supporting the independent businesses. There's nothing like an entrepreneur. There's nothing like that business that you know that when you're making that purchase, it's going into their pocket, it's going into their employees' pockets, and then going back out into our community. And I think that's what people over the years, we've made that clear that when you shop downtown, you're supporting this downtown. You want it to be here. This is how you do it. It's very simple. You just come here. You can't treat us like a museum. We're a place you shop. Yeah. What did people do before DDAs? Uh, <laughs> not much, apparently. So <laughs> DDAs only exist, I believe, in five or six states. Yeah. So it was a way to incent people. And it really actually makes a lot of good sense. We get tax capture off of the investment we do. So if property values go up, that means we're doing our job. So we get a little bit of money in our pocket. But I think when our DDA started back in 83, downtown, that was like right in the height of the malls. Everybody wanted to be at the malls because it was cool. But downtown, it still had – we were fortunate because we kept our architecture. So many other towns just knocked it down, put up the false facades, all that. We, I feel like we were just waiting. Mm. Also, coincidentally, you said 18 years of light show, 18 years I've been here. I moved here in 83. The DDA started in 83. So I'm like, they were just waiting for me to age up. So (laughs) they were just getting started. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. You know – You've obviously been a uh, tremendous leader here locally, but I think you and your team and your work has been recognized across the state and across the the nation, really. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got a, a, a you know a, a bookcase full of awards. Do people still have bookcases? I don't know if they have bookcases, but you have a, a, a you know probably a Taylor Swift like room of the awards that you and your team have won, um, <laughs> making you a leader. Mm-hmm. But when you are a leader, there's probably people that have poured into you, um, mm-hmm. people that you've watched through your leadership journey that have impacted you? Who, who are some of the folks that have kind of guided Christy along her journey to, mm-hmm. you know, into the person that you sort of are today? The first person that gave me the chance to get into DDAs, but I had no idea that was even a thing. Uh, his name was Bob Donahue. He was, I believe, the third director at the DDA. He was there for about eight years. Uh, he went on to create Main Street Oakland County. He's since retired. But Bob just had this this energy and this passion, this excitement. And I'm like, how, how can you be excited about old buildings? And that was my perspective back in the day. Yeah. But he just imparted so much to me that he showed me that even just a little group with an idea could make something happen. And I think that was what was so very powerful to me because some things like the, the knitting mill, most people know it as, as the mills, the restaurant. When I, he walked me through that building back in 1997 and there's it was – Pepto-Bismol pink on the inside, and there's literally water running through from the roof into the first floor. And he's like, it's going to be a brewery and some offices and this. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. 
sure, that's going to be great. But to see that from start to finish, and he really showed me that just a small group of people having a vision yeah. and then getting more people excited and involved and in all the amazing things that we can do together. So I would say Bob's probably my biggest influence and God help me. And he probably doesn't listen to podcasts. So he'll never know I said this. Nick Banda. Oh, we refuse to recognize him. <laughs> I know. He is just, he's crazy, but he's crazy good at what he does. He's our city manager in Rochester right now, but I've been working with him for the last 15 years as economic development. He's really good at what he does because he cares so much. He is the epitome of a public servant. And so I think I weave that into everything that I do, that what we do, it's, it's a service to our community. And so I try to look at everything that we do with the lens. Are we serving our community appropriately in the way that they would like to be served? We are in the customer service business, aren't we? Because we are. people can move their business, they can move mm -hmm. their homes, they can move their families, and uh, we exist, cities exist, TDAs exist most likely forever or in perpetuity, and so mm -hmm. keeping your, keeping your, <laughs> we do, cities do. <laughs> We'd like to think so. TDAs have a little bit more of a challenge, but um, yeah, so that, that means, like I said, I always preach to our team, we're, we're, above all things, we're in the customer service business, mm -hmm. and that's really what our focus is. What would you tell um, young Christy? Uh, of uh, 20 years ago mm -hmm. um, about uh, this career that uh, that you know now? Would you tell her to change anything? Would you, uh, what would you say to her? I would tell her, don't miss the bus, that you're about to have the best ride of your life. See, I get all misty about it. This is where I'm meant to be. And to know that you're in your place, mm -hmm. there's just nothing better than that. I, you know, I'm sure you have the same thing that every now and again, you look around and be like, what am I still doing here? What's happening? And every time I do that, I just have another moment. Like, I want to grow where I've been planted. I love this job. I can't imagine doing it any other way. And I would tell young Christy, when you see that train coming, you hop on, <laughs> punch your ticket, because this is going to be the best thing you've ever done. Yeah, well, that's... Uh... That's awesome. I'll, I'll quote, uh, I, I think, a shared, uh, uh, I won't say idol, a shared uh, you know, person of, of, of great affinity for myself, Walt Disney. You can say idol. I'm um, with you. And <laughs> uh, what he said, and I think it's applied in watching what you've done. It's fun to do the impossible. Mm -hmm. And I've taken the same kind of approach, hopefully here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, similarly, you know, feel like this is a, a great spot. It's fun to talk to people, as we have in this show all the time, that feel like they're right in the right spot, right at the mm -hmm. right time, doing some crazy cool things and people get to benefit by watching you mm -hmm. grow where you're planted. Mm -hmm. Well, the last question we ask every person on the show is always the same. Mm -hmm. You get no prep for it. There's no wrong answer, but it's mm -hmm. a two part question. Both parts are equally important. Oh my goodness. The question is number one, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person alive or past, mm -hmm. who would it be? And mm -hmm. where would you take them? Oh, that's so easy. So it would be Walt Disney. And I would take him to Cruise Mirror on Main during the light show, get the window seat. And I'd show him what I did and ask him what he thinks. We were just in Disney a month ago. And I've been feeling a little bit of a rut maybe a month ago. And I remember going into um, One Man's Dream as an exhibition at the studios. Yeah. And I walked up to a photo of Walt and I just looked at him and said, talk to me. And right after that, I walked into the theater and they had Walt Disney's movie running for is a 13 minute just sort of history of how he started and how he got to where he was and all of his failures before his successes. And I was literally weeping in the theater because he talked about smiles on faces, yeah. memory moments. And I'm like, yep, got it. Thanks, Walt. <laughs> on to the next one. Well, uh, that may be the best answer. And we've had answers of Jesus. <laughs> And, uh, oh, and and other folks, but sure. I I think that may be the best answer <laughs> we've, we've ever had. Um, 
what an awesome uh, few minutes to spend uh, with you, Christy. Uh, you know, uh, Christmas time is obviously one of the most magical times in, in Rochester Hills. And and certainly we all enjoy what you do in downtown Rochester. Um, it's fun equally to meet someone who's passionate about what they do. Uh, anyone listening knows that we as a community are blessed to have you exactly where you are, doing exactly what you should be doing, which is pretty much whatever you want to do, whatever, wherever Walt leads you, we need to follow um, and we'll be in a great spot. Thank you for taking some time to uh, uh, to be with us. Thank you for um, the, the Big Bright Light Show. Um, mm -hmm. It's impacted probably uh, thousands more people than you'll ever meet and know, but uh, uh, certainly as one family that's enjoyed them, we appreciate it. And for all of those listening, uh, you still have some time uh, to come on out and uh, uh, get dinner, uh, hit some of the local shops and uh, um, support uh, one of the greatest downtowns in America, uh, <laughs> our friends in the city of uh, Rochester and of course led by the DDA's own Christy Trevorrow. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and for uh, all that you do for our greater community. Uh, to all of you listening, enjoy the, uh, the, the holiday season. Uh, we will return in the new year to listen and learn from the people who live and work with you and me right down the street. So until then, so long, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and God bless.